Hi, Masterminds. Welcome to a Monday Market Update. I'm going to make this one reasonably quick, but it's all about what's going on geopolitically, very similar to what we saw uh, with Russia-Ukraine, where we were talking about how this could quickly spiral out of control if Russia invades and sort of the uh, historical implications of when a, you know, a larger nation or even a, a bigger nation attacking a smaller nation type dynamic does happen in modern history tends to tank markets. It's almost to like sell the cannons and uh, what is it? Um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the saying. Uh, it's really, really annoying me. Um, but essentially, you want to sell leading into the event and then buy just after the event. And again, I hate talking about, um, you know, markets um, during a time when you just go on, you know, Twitter right now or X, whatever it's called, and it is just a deplorable place to be. You kind of just have to turn it off and walk away. But it is very difficult because there's a lot of uh, a lot of signal and a lot of input just filtering through. But it's pretty horrific what's going on in um, in Israel and also Palestine currently. And the, the broad implications are incredibly serious for the macro landscape. And, and for one, and I'll show you the charts in a sec, for one, this really does show, um, and it's maybe not something that anyone's really thinking, it really does show uh, the United States, the American empire in serious decline. I think this is... It started with Afghanistan, it, it, then it moved on to Ukraine and Russia. You know, Russia felt emboldened, they could actually do that. Uh, then you've got, um, you know, Israel, last kind of democracy in the Middle East, heavily backed by the United States. And then you've got Iran feeding Hezbollah, feeding uh, Hamas, and they've just attacked Israel in one of the, the essentially Israel's 9-11. So uh, in terms of people killed and, and how it just affects things, you know, Saudi Arabia and Israel are actually going to broker a, a, a groundbreaking alliance partnership type situation that's now off the table it's um, it's really erupted and this can spiral and fracture out of control uh very very quickly and um, again it just shows me that the united states is not the feared hyperpower that it once was they are plugging gaps and leaks everywhere now and you just have to think what is this signal next and um, if the americans are distracted so totally by uh, Ukraine and now Israel trying to hold everything together and again plug those uh, leaks and gaps. Their resources are stretched very, very thin uh, militarily. Let's say China wants to hit Taiwan right now. Does this seem like a really good time to do that? I'd say yes, absolutely. Uh, what if North Korea now wants to, um, uh, you know, see that America's distracted and weak in decline, all that, and goes, let's hit South South Korea. Uh, you can also look at India, Pakistan. You can look at the Balkans with Serbia, Kosovo, and the surrounding nations. This is a really dangerous situation for the world. And I think we are now, what Israel signals, what, what Russia and Ukraine signaled, first of all, and then, um, so the, the the Afghanistan, again, I think was that, that that signal to the world. And then Russia took that, that in. So the, the calamitous exit from Afghanistan, sort of Russia, okay, this, this might be our time. China thought a bit the same thing. Um, and then we've got now Israel blowing up the Middle East or, or Hamas and the, the, the militants around it. But Iran is signaling that they're backing those um, the, those people around Israel that want to do harm to Israel. Iran hates Israel as well. So does that bring the Americans against Iran and create a, a larger war in the region? It, it could spiral very, very quickly. And again, I think this signals the world's going into a much, much dangerous, more volatile place. We've been very, very lucky to essentially live in a relatively peaceful world um, since the Second World War. Uh, you know, Vietnam, a few other things happening along the way, of course. Um, but yeah, this next, it, it's the fourth turning. It really is. It's um, that um, that reset moment where we're coming with that empire is, uh, I don't think it's the end for America at all. I think this might be that, that jolt that they need to flip things, uh, flip the script a little bit here. But yeah, it's looking very, very dangerous. And I, I probably digress there 
a lot. But what it what it means for markets, in my view, is a bit of fear, a bit of panic. Like we saw with Russia, Ukraine, we're going to see oil go up again. That's going to increase inflation fears. Uh, we're going to see those scarce harder assets um, like gold and, and now Bitcoin, I think, going to get a really strong bid over the next little phase. But I think in the short term, it's going to be knee-jerk reaction. Flight to safety, like stocks are going to hit, oil is going to go up. Um, I would expect U.S. Treasuries could get a bid, uh, you know, because we know yields are going out of control. So obviously, you, uh, Treasuries are getting sold off. So does that bring in capital? Because people are fearful and they buy those Treasuries to lock in that yield. Or are they looking at the U.S. looking a bit weak, uh, teetering, and they don't want to buy those Treasuries? Instead, they might look at buying a gold or a Bitcoin. In my view, this is a really wild setup and even though the world's kind of feeling very volatile it's a wild setup for bitcoin to actually really thrive and do what it's supposed to do and be that, that neutral decentralized store of value currency in a world just going a bit mad on on essentially everything so a lot of things coming to the head um and again i've digressed a little bit here guys probably more talking crypto thinking rich but i wanted to give you my thoughts on where things are going I'm, I'm actually a little bit concerned on how things are going i'm not a geopolitical expert by any means you know never served in the uh, the military overseas or you know in a strategic sense or anything like that this is just stuff that i'm picking up over the over the journey and um it helped us identify when russia was going to hit ukraine and how it kind of would go from that so I'm, I'm kind of trying to play it not with what we're seeing right now but what is the second and third order effects um what's down the line and it it, it very similar dynamics to russia and ukraine we know what that did to the world economy the thrust inflation out of control and increased it increased the scarcity of a lot of these uh, assets like oil and energy and whatnot that we use every single day in our economy. And I don't see that changing. I think of the Middle East, this escalates even bigger. And I think there's a strong possibility it will do that because Israel was going to absolutely raise Gaza and just ride right through as in retribution for this 9-11 event that they've got. Uh, you know, what are the consequences of that down the road? And I think this is a, this is going to turn most of the Middle East against them. It's been a relatively peaceful place for a little while, um, but Iran's agitating, agitating. Turkey's now looking to do some things. Um, yeah, so again, we're just going to have to wait for this player, but in the short term, this is really a case of look at those uh, safe havens. And I would put crypto here and Bitcoin up here. So they are two different things in my mind right now. Bitcoin is that store of value, decentralized medium of exchange, currency and whatnot. You've got crypto over here, essentially like a, a speculative tech stock bubble. We know we have strong convictions on that asset class and where it could go, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But Bitcoin is in a different league of its own in these kind of environments, in my view. We could see a strong bid on Bitcoin dominance absolutely rip through the, uh, the ceiling. Maybe we get up to 29, 30,000 uh, while crypto is just getting crushed because no one wants to put their, their money in that uh, when the world's going through geopolitical issues. So we have to think in those terms. And I, I think we've seen this morning that gold's got a really strong bid. I'll just go through some charts to see where we're at. Um, so Bitcoin... Um, you know, I want to say unsurprisingly, but my my view is right now Bitcoin's actually going to go sideways until the US stock market goes um, comes open. We get a bit more information. Um, I just think we we crap here, we go down a little bit, we just go sideways, we consolidate until we get more information, until we can really digest what's going on. But broadly, I think Bitcoin looks really really good to move back to twenty nine thousand, thirty thousand in the short term. I think this just looks really, really nice directionally. I think it comes back, it literally follows these arrows and goes up, you know, potentially higher than 30,000, depending on what happens. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially where I see it. We, we we need to remember as well, grappling with the 200 day and week moving average just above us at 29,000, uh, 20, 
about 28,000, let's say even, we really can't get bullish uh, for those higher prices until we're on top of this incredibly key uh, resistance. Right now, we're grappling underneath it, quick, 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 quick. So it would make sense if we have a bit of a cool off, maybe come down to low 27,000, uh, yeah, low 27,000 again uh, and move through that, um, you know, come back actually following with this arrow, maybe 27,500, not all the way down to the, the low, but just in this. And there is a, a triangle that I'm watching uh, or pennant to start to uh, starting to form a lower time frame. So I have that drawn there. Might have validated down here. I'll just double check that. Um, but yeah, I think just holding pattern on Bitcoin, you don't make too many knee-jerk reactions, but I wouldn't be um, trading altcoins. I would be concerned if Bitcoin starts hitting down to low 27,000s and your alerts starting to pop off. I think if it drops beneath that 27,000, we're going to be in a bit of trouble here. Um, and we go down to maybe that 26, uh, 26 low. But right now, I think we just have to, again, just be very cautious, play the ball where it lies. If you're exposed in leverage trades or short-term risk, I would say just pull back from that. Make sure you're just protecting yourself a little bit here. Um, Ethereum lows, I just, I'm putting Ethereum in the, the crypto basket right now. The only thing I'd be looking holding at, at all is Bitcoin. Um, everything else looks a bit suspect. So I believe the US stock market right now is closed. Um, and it had a, a pretty strong close there. But I think on the back of war fears and geopolitical issues, and the United States are starting to flex a little bit. And I think we're coming to a point too that the US has to feel that they need to flex. They need to show that they are still uh, a super, well, no, everyone knows they're a superpower, but everyone needs to see that they can handle everything that's going on. They are going to defend their allies, which is Israel, uh, and they're going to come to the to the rescue of anyone that needs it within their, their interests and their sphere of influence. Uh, because right now I think there's a bit of blood in the water and if things go the way they could, um, you know, we could see a lot more uh, frozen wars that have been, you know, suspended for a long time. I, I discussed the, the different places at the beginning. Um, some actors could get very uppity and think this is their time to flex um, you know, when that when a superpower is distracted, weakened, divided, makes it, it makes a ton of sense. So we have to be careful, um, very, very careful where we're putting our money right now. Um, and that's just my view. So S&P, I think S&P can um, pretty much come down and nuke through these levels. Um, that's just my view. Might come up and, and retest here. I think this week's going to wreck bulls and bears just significantly. We could have a rally, but I think we chop and then grind down uh, further, that's just my view of what I'm seeing. So this is the futures so far. It hasn't opened down really at all, um, which is which is fascinating. So we need to just be prepared. It could be a, a non-event, and markets don't really worry about this, but I I disagree. I think um, if oil's spiking uh, and whatnot, that would be very interesting. We'll look at oil in a second. I just wanted to have a look at gold because it's had a, a really strong bid this morning, and this is a good case, a good um, test case for whether Bitcoin is deciding to uncorrelate and do its own thing like it has been doing, because gold's been nuking, stocks have been going down and all that, and Bitcoin's actually been growing higher. Um, so Bitcoin hasn't been following gold either. Um, but gold has had a significant rally here, and I think this might be a sign that the safe haven is kind of coming back into vogue. Is Bitcoin going to get a bid here? It hasn't so far this morning, but it hasn't dropped either. It's just been sort of meandering and going sideways. So interesting times i'd be very interested if gold starts breaking up into this channel and, and moving higher then that real safe haven trade could be on um but again this is just a digestion period where the market is trying to tell us something or just i'm not sure what it is just yet but i suspect it's going to be pretty violent um in terms of risk uh until we know more if, if this if a lot of these arab nations decide to maybe stay out of this and wait for israel to do its thing and wait for the um 
you know, maybe more outrage to come from uh, in the Palestinian side, because what Israel is about to do. Uh, maybe then we'll see a bit more agitation. I think it's a very dynamic situ situation. We just can't be too sure of anything. I look at yields. So far, not really seeing too much of a bid coming for yields, but I know the bond market is closed today. Uh, so that is interesting to note. So I might, this might start to play out over Tuesday, Wednesday. So just be be aware of that. So yeah, hold off any risk at the moment, I think, and wait for maybe really nice entries that give you maybe like a, you know, maybe even start to think about some of these altcoins. We might get about 10 to 20% sell-off. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking uh, in the shorter term. I know I've removed, um, I think I've said this a million times, but I think I've removed a lot of risk this morning from my portfolio. I'm not only holding Bitcoin at the moment. It's the only thing I'm really uh, rather... Um, keen on at the moment, um, based on the contrarian um, store of value trade. I don't think it's behaving like a tech stock at the moment at all. Um, let's look at WTI. Yeah, so significant rally in West Texas uh, oil, which is uh, essentially the barometer for, for crude oil prices. Um, and we've seen off that, that low there, 6%. So this could really ramp higher based on the geopolitical fears. If there's a war in the Middle East, a uh, significant war, which looks like there will be, oil will be disrupted. I know the US has just moved a carrier group to the Mediterranean um, to help with um, Israel evacuations, all that kind of stuff around Gaza. So, yeah, this can this can escalate pretty quickly. And we just got to, you know, wait. If, if there's a, war, a declaration of war between Israel and Iran, uh, you know, something like that, uh, if American personnel starts to be attacked by the Iranians quite openly, then, yeah, we're going to see some um, pretty hairy stuff in markets, I think. So please, 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 please just pay attention, have your alert set, remove risk, uh, again, the only thing that I would be um, interested in looking at here is is gold and Bitcoin. Everything else, mm, just step away from it. Even Bitcoin, please be very aware it's still you know immature and it has been known in recent times to behave like a tech stock and it is um, higher risk. But um, I think there is um, arguably a really great case for Bitcoin right now to perform really strongly. doesn't mean you can't hedge that risk and, and manage that to the downside. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. There's some thoughts around macro and where I sit. Um, you know, I'll probably will paste this, uh, paste this. We'll probably will post this um, into the rest of the groups as well. So if you're watching this from this group, thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure to post them and I'll be happy to answer. I know this is a mastermind client's. Um, but just yeah, post your questions, have the answer about how I've come around my thoughts. Uh, and of course, um, I didn't check on a, a really important chart, which I'll just quickly look at. And that's the US dollar. I think the US dollar has a really strong case here uh, to rally because of fundamental reasons, not because of technicals and whatnot. And all through this phase, I mean, you could, uh, I'm even seeing bearish divergence pop through here. I thought this was a really strong bearish divergence through here, and it still is. Um, but I think uh, the US dollar actually has a, a pretty strong reason um, to rally here. Those safe havens will get a bit of a bid because capital will look, uh, in, in my views, so let's say stock stock market nukes, that capital that's being sold off has to go somewhere. Where is that going? Is that going into bonds? If, if yields are still going up, they're not going into bonds. Where are they going? They'll probably be going into the US dollar because people will want to, investors will want to sit this one out until the dust settles and then they can feel a bit more confident and move back in. And if it's not just going to the US dollar as well, we're seeing gold move up, we're seeing Bitcoin go up, well, then you know a lot of the capital is being sold off for gold, um, maybe silver going up too, you might see that, and maybe Bitcoin. Again, a bit more speculative on the side. Um, but, yeah, there is reason to think the dollar can actually still rally here, even though this looks ridiculous, um, just based on fundamental reasons. You know, the dollar um, rose significantly, uh, throughout, you know, multiple turbulent times and, and through recent military operations, I'm pretty sure it went up uh, quite strongly during uh, the Russia-Ukraine 
part of the, the beginning. So, yeah, um, and I'm just trying to remember, was it um, uh, sell the drums, buy the cannons? That was the, the saying. So the war drums leading up to the event, you want to sell into that, and then you want to buy the cannons when the war starts. And, again, I hate talking about markets, and Israel and whatnot um, has kind of caught a lot of people off guard who weren't prepared for a surprise attack. So maybe that analogy isn't, isn't worth thinking about. But generally, when these situations between Russia and Ukraine, uh, as soon as the uh, the war got started in earnest, the worst of the sell-off was actually over, and then a lot of the um, the turbulence was in energy markets and, and foreign exchange. So that's that's the way I'm looking at it. All right, guys, hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, let's uh, catch up, stay safe, hug your family, give them a kiss, um, go out and get some fresh air, get some sun. So uh, have a great day. Bye bye.